0: On the throw to first base, and the Royals have tied the game. For the very best in baseball, this is the place you want to be. We're where you want to be. Baseball with the Royals. Let's get it going on the Lockdown Royals podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. On today's show, we're going to talk about the MLB potentially canceling the MLB draft, the service time effects of this season delay, and also if this could result in a huge blow-up in the CBA talks and another strike next year, which would again delay baseball. But first, I want to talk about our good friends over at Withings. Do you hate stepping on the scale? Maybe it's because you have not met the right one yet. A company called Withings produced the world's first smart scale, and they are still the best. In fact, Tom's Guide rated Withings Body Plus the best overall smart scale in 2020. If you are looking to lose weight, willpower is key, but so is having the right tools. Withings smart scales are known for their durability and exceptional user-friendly design. Step on and data from every way in syncs automatically to the free app for iOS and Android via Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. Lots of smart scales do not have the Wi-Fi option, and it means that you need to have your phone on you. But with Withings Body Plus, it gives your weight, full body composition, weight trends, and even a local weather report right on the scale. The scale can support up to eight users and know who is who. So here's the deal. You get 25% off a Withings Body Plus right now at Withings.com for a limited time only. Go to Withings.com, that is W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S.com, backslash MLB to get 25% off. Again, that's Withings.com, backslash MLB to get 25% off. So yesterday afternoon, it was announced by the Associated Press that MLB is considering taking away the MLB draft this year, and that includes the international signing money, which is, of course, how you get international players because you don't draft them. You can just sign them outright and eliminating the draft altogether. Now, I mentioned this before a week ago on, I believe, Friday, or maybe it was Thursday, where I said that, hey, you know, this is going to be interesting how this all unfolds because colleges have shut down operation. They're no longer playing games. So how do you scout them in a real game environment? High schools are doing the same thing in most parts of the country. So, I thought, hey, this is going to be a tough year to draft. It's a tough year to have your, your top pick if you're the Royals. It's a tough year to be tanking because the June draft will be even more of a crapshoot than normal. It'll be even more of a just throw darts at a wall and see what sticks type of thing. Now, every draft is like that. That's how you get Luke Coach Haver instead of Clayton Kershaw. But this year especially was going to be difficult. However, I could not in my wildest dreams see them ever canceling the Moby Draft at that time. Now that the AP and the athletic have started to run with this, it seems more realistic. And I mentioned it before. Whenever corporations or or leagues like this start leaking information, like the expanded playoffs in football, like the expanded playoffs in baseball, like canceling the draft. When they start leaking the stuff out there, it's it's pretty close to officially happening so the NFL leaked out the playoff expansion it got passed a few weeks later MLB leaks out the playoff expansion I expect it to be in the next CBA uh, the, the players agreement that they will expand the playoffs to seven teams I hope that this is an outlier and that this got leaked out and it's not actually going to happen because how do you how do you cancel the MLB draft for teams like the Royals For teams like the Tigers, who have top picks, it obviously sucks. But also teams like the Tampa Bay Rays and the Cleveland Indians, who are good ball clubs right now. But they still, despite being very good, rely heavily on the draft and rely heavily on international signing money to improve their team. Because they can't go out and buy a Garrett Cole. They can't go out and get the top free agent. You look at the Rays right now, not only are they one of the best teams in baseball, in all of baseball, they're one of the best teams. They also have they also have the best farm system in baseball. The very best farm system in baseball. So taking away a whole draft really hurts that. And again, this year was going to be difficult to, to hit on a lot of guys. Because you simply do not know anything about most of them. And with the extra year of eligibility, maybe a lot of them return to school anyway. But I feel like you have to give teams a chance. I'd rather go up to the plate and strike out than not go up there at all. You have to give them a chance to draft players and improve their farm system. What about rookie ball that happens in the middle of the year? What happens to that now? There's not going to be any rookies. How do you compensate them if if you just do away with the draft? Do you double the picks next year? Do you have the 2020 first round, you know, to start the draft, then the 2021 first round, and then the 2020 first round, and then you double the player pool, et cetera, et cetera? And what happens to the high schoolers who were seniors this year and were not going to go to college? They, they were just going to go right to the draft. Are they going to be eligible as freshmen in, the, in college to enter the draft next year? Because they would have entered it anyway. Or do they now have to play three years of college just to be drafted, even though they would have been drafted high out of high school this year? It is a weird situation. And canceling the draft as a, quote, cost-cutting measure is just insane to me because that money is slotted and you've made $10 billion in revenue. You should have been prepared for this. It's not like we're, we're giving these guys $200 million. We've slotted out money for each positional slot, and away you go. That's how it's always worked. It's always going to work. So why would you need to cost-cut the MLB draft? Because there's no good solution. Even if you do give somebody... you know, Even if you do double the picks next year, if you double everyone's picks and take an average of the two years... So if the Royals you know, finish with the second and finish with the fourth pick... This year, blah, 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 you you average that out and wherever they land, there you go. But there is no good solution because, again, can the high schoolers enter from this year? Can they go play college as a freshman because they want to play some organized baseball, for sure? Can they go do that and then enter the draft next year? Or do they still have to wait till they're a junior like everyone else did? It is such a strange situation and canceling the draft again is just the would make things so much more difficult to figure out. And you could very well end up waste if you have the draft this year, you could end up wasting, you know, your top three picks. If you're the Tigers, if you're the Royals, if you're teams like that. You could you could end up wasting that pick because you do not have enough, you know, eyeballs, you don't have enough information, you don't have enough games, and you don't have enough tape, and you don't have enough in you know, just info on these guys to make a informed decision. But I'd rather get the chance to draft somebody this year than to lose out on that pick entirely. Because you never know. And yeah, players who are very good, who would have made a huge leap from their sophomore to junior season, which would have been this year, you know, if this was their junior year, would have made a huge leap. Yeah, they'll fall in the draft, but they can also either return to school or they'll still be drafted. I mean, it's just a weird situation all all around. There's no good answer. I can I can see where. What's the point if if a a lot of players are going to return to school anyway because they want to improve their draft stock, and b what you know what's the point if we're not going to make informed decisions? But I just feel like there's a way to get it done this year because you can have the private workouts, you can have everything like that. You know, you can have a gathering of, of up to ten people right now get a singular prospect who you're focused on at the top of the draft, you should already have your names at the top of the draft. Now in rounds 20, you know, 19, 20, I get not having names ready. But the first round, should you should really know who who's going to be a first-round talent type of guy. Get those guys all in, in your club at, at one time, you know, cycle them through. Not all at once, but, you know, host somebody for at the, at the K with 10 people. You know, obviously not tomorrow, but like in June, we should be able to do this. If we're going to start baseball, we should be able to do this. It's just a weird situation because I don't understand how you make this work. Because what was the point of losing then last year? If you're literally not going to get any picks back. And then if you do get the picks back, how does the draft poll even work next year? And how do you determine what picks you get next year? It's very strange. It's very strange, and it hurts a lot of teams. Again, the Rays are a very good team. The Rays, I think, are one of the best teams in baseball. I think the Rays are a World Series contender this year. But they're still hurt by this because this is how they improve their team every year, and they've always done it this way. They've always drafted exceptionally well. They've always made tough trades to get prospects back in return. They've always cut corners in that way, and they've always put a winning product on the field. So, it's difficult for them, it's difficult for the Royals, who, who tanked last year, who lost with an end goal in mind of having a top pick in the draft, and now there's a lot of uncertainty. I, I don't think that there's a way that they can cancel this year's draft, but after the break, we'll talk about the service time and if this could all boil over into a huge mess. So, this is the On Royals Podcast, the part of the On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm Rylan Stiles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Stiles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore C-I-L-E-S. So, the MLB draft, we'll see where that goes. I really do not think it'll end up getting postponed because I just don't see, again, logistically, how do you make that work? There's, two, there's more questions than there are answers with postponing the MLB draft. But, the service time issue is not going away. And this is the first thing I ever talked about regarding this delay is how does this work? Because, for the Royals... Okay, if you you don't want to call up Brady Singer, if this is going to count as a year of service time, you want to wait the couple you know weeks, the two, three weeks after the season starts. If it was going to start on March 26th, which it's not until he's past that window to have service time, you know, acued for this year, because you do not want this losing season to count against you because you only get them for six years. So you don't want to waste a year on a season that you're going to lose 80 to 90 games, 80 to 100 games. So service time in that way matters a ton. Not as much as, say, the Dodgers, who just traded for Mookie Betts and gave up Alex Vertigo and other prospects. And what if we only end up playing 80 games this year? So you get Mookie Betts for 80 games? Now, if it ends in a World Series, that's fine. I mean, again, the Royals gave up Naya, who is a, a great pitcher, a very good pitcher for the A's and a top-of-the-line pitcher would be the Royals' ace right now. But they got Ben Zobers back, and he was a key part in winning the World Series. So if they win the World Series, that's fine. But we've seen throughout the history of baseball, it's very difficult, even if you're the best team in baseball, to actually win the World Series. And to give up whatever you want to say about Alex Werdigo, the, the human, he is a top prospect in baseball with a ton of potential. To give that up for 80 games whenever you thought you were giving it up for 162 games, that's, that's you know, kind of hurtful to the Dodgers in a way. I mean, it's 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 kind of messing them over because if they made the same trade, if they acquired Mookie Betts at the deadline, they wouldn't have had to give up Alex Vertigo. His value would not have been a top prospect. Despite being the second best player in baseball, you're not giving up one of your prized prospects for a rental. Now, with a full year, he has a ton more leverage. That's why the that's why the Red Sox wanted to trade him so desperately before the season started, because he had his most value when you're going to get him for 162 games. Now, you might only get him for 80 games. So, do these 80 games count as a full year of service? If we're only playing 80 80 games this year, the Players Association, rightfully so, thinks that's a that's an entire year. So, Mookie Best is a free agent. All these guys who are upcoming free agents should be free agents. But the owners should, you know, owners are saying, hey, a full year is still based on 162. No matter how many games we get in this year, that's the full year. So, that number, I believe, is 130, I think I read. I'll have to double check that and I'll, I'll talk about this again tomorrow uh, if I am wrong on that 130 number. But how do you. Do service time without someone feeling like they're getting worked over. The players are the owners. Now I'm always pro player, so in in my preferences, I think that this should count as a full year for Mookie Betts if he does play, you know, the majority of the season, which he will. It, you know, whatever number that is, he'll play the majority of it. He'll be in the big leagues for majority of it, all of it actually. But I can see where the owners are upset. And I think that here's the, big, here's the biggest issue of all that. We've got to compromise. As owners and players, you know, they've got to compromise. Because this can really blow up, and the CBA is due next year. People had already predicted, hey, 2021 is going to be a strike again. There's going to be a lockout. So if baseball goes from a delay this year, which is no one's fault, of course, you can't predict the coronavirus, to another strike next year, Then you get into that territory of losing fans again, like the last strike. This is going to be a scary time for baseball. This is good preparation, though, if we do have a strike, because we'll know what to talk about next year. But I can see this service time issue really blowing the lid off the negotiations and really creating more distance between the two sides than bringing them closer together. Now if the owners fully cave and say, "Hey, no matter what happens, if we play 80, if we play 60, heck even if we play 30 games, it counts as a full year of service time." If they completely and totally subside to that and agree to that, then it does a lot it does really well to mend relationships and to get into the negotiating room. But that's not very realistic to think that that's going to happen. So I want to see how the service time works out. I'm so fascinated by that because I think it tells us a lot about what will happen with the CBA negotiations. And again, if if this year does not count as a service year, does it count in the CBA world? Does the CBA get pushed back a year? There's so many questions that need answers and it's all speculatory right now. No one knows what's happening or what's going to happen. And that's kind of the worst part about it. We don't have a start date. We don't have a date to get these answers you know, cleared up with the draft and service time and, and the CBA and things like that. So we're kind of just stuck here twiddling our thumbs and hoping for the best. But we'll have a podcast every single Monday through Friday. Tomorrow will be a lighthearted show because today was talking about canceling the MLB draft and talking about potentially striking next year. So let's have a lighthearted show tomorrow. Let's simulate the 2020 season in MLB The Show and see what they think will happen this year. Again, I'm Rylan Stiles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan__Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N__S-T-I-L-A-S. Be good and be good to one another, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Lockdown Royals podcast.